It's time for the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Team Bear Sports Podcast, the only sports podcast that covers Chicago sports and actual bear news. Uh, we're recording this after the week four victory from our Chicago Bears over the Detroit Lions. And before we get into all the shenanigans that happened after the game and press conferences and people we signed and future matchups, let's talk about the game itself. So, Tim, I'll, I'll uh, let you start it out. What did you see in our victory over the Detroit Lions? Uh, Justin Fields being able to move the ball downfield, running attack, just run, run, run. Looked like Laser was calling the plays. And, man, oh, man, our defensive line leading the league in sacks, uh, being at Robert Quinn, Mack, uh, everyone being able to get to the uh, – everyone being able to get to – Jared Goff and stop those what red zones what the bend don't break as Kevin you said in the in our group chat it's pretty nice to see yeah I was happy to see that our and I know we mentioned it earlier on in our uh previous podcast that our stars are showing up and not not only just like useless you know third and third and 20 sacks when we're down by 30 but Big sacks. Robert Quinn earning his salary this year. That's nice to see. Um, you, you mentioned that Laser was calling the plays. You could definitely tell because they lined up in a formation that I haven't seen in game in many games, many seasons, where there is like a jumbo formation or something along those lines. And the fact that we hand the ball off to Montgomery at the first play of the game, and what did he gain, like nine, eight, nine yards, something like that, and then we gave him the ball again. That was nice to see. So I was definitely happy to see. Definitely after, and obviously Nagy mentioned to it mentioned it after that. Bill Lazor looks like he has taken control of the play calling. So I'm happy to see that, uh, and how the outcome was was great for the Bears. Absolutely. Jack, what did you see in the in that game against the uh, Lions? Um, a lot of good things. Um, consistency with the playing call. Uh, not being afraid to be aggressive, you know, fields took about five or six deeper shots, you know, connected on most of them. Um, you know, there's some things that he still needs to work on. I think we can all agree. I think his biggest problem is that he probably holds on the ball a little bit too long. Um, but you could definitely tell that the talent's there and th- there was more rhythm with the offense. You know, the they use play action. They use rollouts. They played, they made a game plan based off his athletic ability and his comfortability. Um, I think, I think field said today or the other day, actually that he likes having lasers voice in his helmet. Cause it's a very calm, soothing voice. I don't know. You should probably make sure your quarterback's comfortable. <laughs> um, you know, that's, that's just me defense. You why know, does it take that, so long to figure that out? Like, yeah, and why? here's the thing, you know, I didn't know this until today and I was reading this, but Nagy didn't know that Robinson dropped the ball against Cincinnati. 
he went automatically to was thinking about his next play. You know, it's not to be fair to Nagy. It's dumb. He can't be a full-time head coach if he's always worried about the plays because it's going to take away from the bigger part of the game where he can't, where he has to focus on the offense, the defense, and the special teams. When Robinson um, caught the ball, where he caught the toe tag, you know, he got, he was able to get his team up to the line, you know, make the Lions burn a timeout. That's just situational coaching. And, you know, if you take away a little bit of responsibility from Matt Nagy in order to keep a possession in, where, you know, you know, you're making the other team frantic and getting them out of position, then I'm all for it. Because there are times where a coach needs to make a close call or what's our yeah, fourth and, and three? Are we and kicking if he's multitasking, here? And if he's multitasking in a way that's not effective, then what the fuck? Just stay with the macro stuff and like the micro stuff, the 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 play to play, the laser, and maybe he's maybe he's not an idiot. And like I just will understand, and I don't. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Nagy during the Bears portion of our podcast. But how come he, he can't just be this head coach, leader of men that we talked about last week, and that just let the coordinators do their job? Like look at uh, like Mike Tomlin and other coaches who they've had great coordinators along with them, with Bruce Arians and um, their longtime defensive coordinator. Like he's just there to motivate his team, lead his men, and obviously do all the other things that a head coach needs to do. But, like, why can't Matt Nagy just be that guy? He's fired himself three times now for play calling, and it seems to be beneficial for the team every time he does it. Why does he have to, like, dip his toes back into the play calling water just because he's he's missing out or he thinks he can do it better? Clearly Jackson, he's not. Jackson hit it out of the park last week. He said he's the biggest ego of any college or any Chicago coach we've ever had and how stubborn this guy is. I don't know if he's the biggest ego out of any Chicago coach, but um, I mean, he's in a, he, he acts like he has the biggest ego. Yes. Yeah. His ego I mean, he, with his coaching. he is, he is a mule. That's what he is. He is stubborn as one. And, you know, I, I get why he was probably agitated with the media and the fans. Like, you know, it, it's got to suck for him to like lose. Like I get that. He wants to probably be the quarterback whisperer and like help mold the quarterback and in his own design. I get that. But if it's costing you games and it's getting you on the bad side of the organization and in the media and the fans, is it really worth it? Like, cause the point of this game is to win. And if you are the one holding you back, then you have to put your ego aside and recognize the big picture. Like, yeah, it's, it's probably me. Well, and and too, if the like, team does a turnaround, you could get credit for it. I mean, think exactly, about it. Exactly. Think yeah. about not even the team. What's the, what's in his, what's in the best interest for his wife and his family to be a coach for the Chicago Bears and make millions of dollars. Well, you could you could be a coach longer if you just be a coach, the head coach, instead of being everything that you want to be. Exactly. He is just trying to do way too much, clearly. And it's just like you he, he said, he'll get credit. If he if the Bears don't win, but the offensive improves, like he's still going to be seen in a better light than he was during yeah. the Cleveland Browns series. I, I mean, here's the Browns thing. game. I, I don't think the Bears are a playoff team. None of us do. Are they on a verge pot? Could they be a wild card team? Yes, if, you know, if things happen. But, like, this is kind of like a quick fix rebuild year a little bit in the sense because you have Fields as your quarterback for right now until, you know, we'll get on to that next question. We just want them showing up every Sunday. 
you want them to look capable. You want them to have that bridge year to where like next year's like, okay, next year's the year we can go 11 and six and contend for a division title. Right. Once Aaron Rodgers is gone, this division is wide open, but you know, you still have to build a formidable team to get there. You can't just assume it. You, you know, you want Justin Fields to be the next Joe Montana or Tom Brady. It doesn't just come overnight. So, you know, if Nagy is going to be the one that do it, does that, one, he's going to have to bite himself time. But it, it doesn't come easy because he's going to have to, you know, put his ego aside to get this team looking functional. Well, and he's actually set himself up for Justin Fields in it, like I'll play the devil's advocate role here. He set himself up to be the lightning rod for Chicago fans and Chicago media. So if Fields like throws a stinker next week, we're just gonna be mad at Nagy. So yeah. like that's perfect for his development. That's so perfect for uh, for Fields because you could be this lightning rod and shield him from everything. Like if he if Fields ever has like a, a down point in the season, like. And Zach he will. Wilson have. He will. Like, I mean, he already had that one game, but if he did, does, and it gets to the point where we have to turn the TVs off and shit, everyone's going to just think Nagy's an idiot. And honestly, if Nagy's that brilliant enough where he's like actually talking about this with the McCaskies going, hey, I'll be the bad guy. I have no problem being the bad guy. Then great. Do that. Just don't do the I, plays anymore. And we're good. Yeah. I. You think it's like... Me, us three talk about it. You think it's like that it, there's a possibility of the, it being that easy, but I, you know, it's Nagy's just not doing that. He's just trying to. No. It goes back to being stubborn. Everyone, everything has to be cryptic. Why do we have to, I mean, and, I know this is in our point, but why do you say Dalton is the starter? Just don't even answer the question. You don't answer any question. And then you answer that question. You can't, you won't even answer the plays question but you'll answer Dalton's number one, Fields is number two. Come on, don't even say anything. Yeah, it's it's like there's times when he's doing his post-game, pre-game interviews, and he like talks too much about something that you should just definitely shut the fuck up about. And then there's times where like we need to know, like, hey, is this person injured or who are you going with? Where then why? That's where he's sticking with mums the word. I don't. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he there's some like game in his head that he thinks he's doing, moving all the right chess pieces. But when it comes out of his mouth, we're just like, what the hell are you talking about? So I don't I don't know what it is with with Nagy's in his mind and his postgame pregame interviews. But, you know, like you said, he's he's set up if he could just not talk about the plays, just let Bill Lazor do his thing and just let Justin Fields start. That's the best thing he can do for not only the Bears development and Justin Fields development, but to keep his. His look ass what on the sideline. What the team was last year once he gave it up play calling. What they went four and two, something like that, right? There was continuity with the offensive line, more consistent running game. Now, obviously, you know, losing to Green Bay and Detroit doesn't help, but like they were still able to get into the playoffs. They were still able to do this, if, and it was, you if know, Laser could, can make Trubisky look better. Imagine what he can do, and I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not saying Laser is this end all, end of the world. And he's caller. not. He's no. Not. But he's the best we got, and he's doing. He'll set us up for a more successful run than Nagy will. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I think there are things Fields needs to work on, and there there are things that are like a little frustrating with him, like holding the ball, like two strip sacks. That's something. But he did recover both those sacks. I will say that his athletic ability allowed him to recover those two sacks. That's my biggest worry with him. Um, but it's it's great to see him hit wide receivers. Right. Oh, on and, like on deep, like not just like wide open balls that uh, Mitch. Yeah, and I get like the miss. criticism. There was some criticism on the Mooney play. Like if he hits him in stride, that's probably a touchdown. But at least it was somewhat close where Mooney can make a play. How many times has Mitch threw that ball five yards in front of someone? They have no chance. Way over right? their head. Way over their head. Can't. And it's in the safety's arms. You know, like. Yeah, if he hits him in stride, it's probably a touchdown. Whatever. But and there was that with A Rod too. Like 50-50, Paul, let him try. It's better than, right. especially right. when it's on the sidelines, like it was. The second biggest story is now losing Montgomery. That's that's a kick to the stomach. Yeah. Yeah, four to five weeks. Offense, yeah, Montgomery kick weeks. to the stomach, and then just Cole Komet looking like poo poo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they used all the tight ends this week, but I don't know what's going on with Komet. And why are they Why are they just sticking with him? Why aren't they just bringing in James to help or Graham? Especially since you kept Graham for all that money to get rid of Kyle Fuller. You might as well use him. Um, the, kid, the, the Harvard guy that we were chirping about. Oh, oh he, made a nice, he made a na- nice tackle in the special Yes, team. he did. Made a great <laughs> tackle. I mean, it's no Hunter or uh, Renfro tackle that, that that guy made yesterday, but yeah, that was solid awesome. play. He smoked him. But no, he's I like think, a little five foot ten guy too. And he, you know, when was the last time he probably made a tackle? High school, middle school. <laughs> he was know, geared up sure. for it. He was he was amped up. But just to, to continue on about the the tight ends, um, you know, I think if Cole Komet was like a third or fourth round pick. The fact that he's beefed up and like he's clearly being used in the run game and he's shown that he can be a, a decent blocker is great. But him being a second round pick in our first pick of that draft, we're expecting him to be, you know, the playmaker, especially with the KC comparisons of Travis Kelsey coming in. Right. But it just I don't he's I not don't getting, see it. he's not getting separation off of people. He's not getting separation. And then it's like not only just not him, just the Bears especially in the first couple games, the inability to use the tight ends in the passing game. Right. You get these, uh, sure, they're not fantasy beaters, but you get these guys like the dude on the Bills right now, the guy on the Cardinals, these guys that are no names on other teams and they switch teams and then they're looking great. And you're just like, wow, why even give up draft capital if we're just never going to produce anything? You know, give me a tight end who gave me four to five catches every game for like 50 to 65 yards. And yep. you'll give me you'll give me the six yards when I really need it. Absolutely, yeah. give me like that red zone four. threat, red zone right. threat. But then also like you could you pick up a, you know, eight or nine yard first down up the seam or, or something along those lines. Like you don't have to be crazy. Just and then don't fumble the ball because you're trying to truck stick everyone, Cole. Um, yeah, that's that's something that we need to see more of. Obviously, the tight ends, but. I'm hoping that Damian Williams can be a serviceable backup. I know they they signed Jakeem Grant or not signed. Yeah, they traded for Jakeem traded Grant for from a the Dolphins. 2000, yeah, 2023 six round pick. So you might as well. 
And that could only mean that Khalil Herbert's going to come in for uh, the backup role. And this Jakeem Grant guy is going to be the now returner, which is good. I think that um, Jakeem, I was looking at stats. He's got five returns in his career for touchdowns, three punt, two kickoff. And, you know, in, in today's game, like that's pretty good. Like that's really good. Yeah, I think yeah. Jakeem Grant was a second-team All-Pro last year, or something along, along those lines. But the thing, the yeah. problem I have is like, you know, it, it's kind of like the hindsight's twenty-twenty thing. If Jakeem Grant's great, that's awesome. Obviously, having a great return man is important. But the fact that we're giving up more draft capital for a position that I don't think is gonna is like the, we have a return and now we're a complete team. Well, it I think it seems also a little sketchy. The, I don't know about what. You, the, what do you guys problem- think? I think it's okay because I think one, it shows that Tariq Cohen is not healthy at all. And like it is the next man up mentality where, okay, Williams is now in uh, Herbert now has to go in. Obviously you don't want your second string running back who, you know, the bears use their running backs a lot, you know, they do with Williams. So now Williams can be that starter. Um, They, I don't think they're ready with, with Cohen and it comes down to that it I mean it goes down to Ryan Pace thinks this is a team that's better than what the anticipation is and it's a 2023 pick it's in two years yeah so he's going for it and I and yeah fill fill your hole I mean you wouldn't even think about it but Khalil Herbert's actually had to take out a lot of kicks this uh, year he's actually leading he's like top 10 in the league for yards for on special teams he is for punting, I think. Not yeah. For, for, well, yeah, but and again, he, he can't be doing it because we need him to run the ball now. Right. So we need, a, a we need it. Yeah, we need a guy that can do it because it's, it's yeah. showing for whatever reason, we're getting pressure on punters. We're doing whatever we need to do. Kickers are, are, are getting better there. We're going to have to take out. You're never going to just be able to never take the ball out and look at all these drop punts, all these different things. Special teams is important. It's always been important in Chicago. So. I'm, yeah, I mean it's it's another tool to have. Um, I think, you know, like I know special teams kickoffs and punt returns aren't a big focus in today's game as much. But if you can get fifteen I, to thirty yards on a nice kick or punt return, you know, that definitely helps out your field position. Chicago so Bears, man, we if we could potentially have a, a game where we get forty-seven yards, uh, yeah, I'll take uh, I'll take yeah. an extra fifteen on a punt return. Well, yeah, and I guess too, like you know, if last year we were like half of our like expectation of getting our big yards were from a Cordero Patterson return. Now that we have, it seems like uh, Fields has a has shown the ability to make you know, the, the passing plays. And if we can continue on with the run game and the offense looks great, then I guess that uh, a good kick return will just only add to that. And that can only benefit us in our offense because we'll take any, anything we can get. Uh, speaking of offense, are we worried about A-Rob not getting the targets? Do you think it's just that Justin Fields has found an early connection with Mooney or he's not getting separation? I know in the, in the past, A-Rob's had some problems with those 50-50 balls kind of getting out-muscled. He had that drop from uh, Fields against the Bengals. Uh, so are we worried about A-Rob, or do you just think it's too early in the season to tell? Look at some of those plays that he's going to Mooney. Mooney's the guy that's schemed. And then two, A-Rob's not open. Yeah. He, I'm... he wasn't open last week uh, for the kid uh, back in uh, in Cleveland. So 
if he's not getting open, he's not getting open. I, I don't know what what else to say. Well, I'm I guess too. Worried. Well, I, I, let me just really quick, Jack. I guess I guess too that Mitch was going to go to a Rob before he just knew he was going to go to a Rob regardless of whether he's open or not. So that's probably why. He's a one read guy. <laughs> one read guy, and a Rob was the read ninety percent of the time. So I could definitely right. see why his targets have gone down and his catches have gone down. But uh, go ahead there, Jack. Yeah, I'm a little worried. And if you're Allen Robinson, you got to be pedoed about it because, you know, you're looking to have a big year. This is your contract year. You want to show people, you know, you, you bet on yourself type of thing. And, you know, you only, he's the only, what, they have one touchdown pass this year in, in the four games, something like that. Um, and yeah, he has it. I believe so. Um, he only had three catches last week. He is not putting up the numbers that he needs to go in a free agency. So from the player's perspective, yeah, I'd be a little worried about him if I were him. But like if the Bears are going to win and be competitive, they need Robinson. Right. That was a big first down catch. He had a couple. He had two. Right. That uh, he had a couple of them. I mean, he only had three catches, but all three of them were at meaningful points of the game. Now are they trying to maybe work more with him. Maybe he just doesn't have the continuity yet or the timing with Robinson. That's probably it too. And then that goes back to coaching where it's just like, well, why didn't you develop this in the spring and the summer? But, um, you know, I, I, I think there are, there's going to be moments where Robinson's going to flourish. You know, obviously we will see what happens. But um, Baker and Odell still haven't figured it out. You have all these new receivers who get on these younger quarterbacks and everyone's like, oh, man, they're going to be great. It takes takes time. Well, you know what would have been a lot faster, Jackson, if the kid actually had some (laughs) reps with him. That's what I just said. Mm -hmm. I just said in the spring of the summer, they should have been working with him. And two games in the regular season that uh, we missed out on. Would be Uh, nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about Nagy, but did you see his response to um, the media when they asked about uh, Bill Lazor calling the plays and how he said, like, I did a good job. I want credit to basically it's me, I, me, I, 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 me. I did not see that, so I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, so basically, you know, they asked about Bill Lazor calling the plays, and he, he basically said, yeah, Bill did a great job, but everything comes to comes through me. So I did a good job approving his plays, paraphrasing, obviously. So it was just a very like tone deaf, like, why even say this? Again, when, if he has an agent, I don't know what advice he's given him or the fact that Nagy just doesn't want to hear it. It's in your best interest and your family's interest to just take over the head coach and just coast like you could potentially save your job. Do you not want oh, your job? Yeah. If they go 500 or if they're close to 500 or whatever, you know what I mean? He He's back next year. And yeah, he just has sure. to say, I'm never calling the plays again. I mean, literally, just just be a be the lightning rod for the, yeah, the rookie. I mean, as much as we bitch and complain about Matt Nagy, he, has, he hasn't had a losing season with the Bears. It could be worse. It could be. Oh, my God. It could be way worse. We could average 10 points a game instead of 17 he points a game. It can't be worse necessarily from a play calling perspective, but like if record, he stops right. calling but, plays. But like it, from it, a lack of, from a lack of discipline or a non-cultural yeah. or chaos in the um, uh, locker room, like what Tressman and Fox had, 
like those were just cancers. You the know, only really player that, we know that, of that spoke against him is probably what? I mean, a little bit of Foles and a little bit of Trubisky. That's about it. I mean, Robinson's kind of taken a little bit of hits, but nothing serious as much as he could. Mm-hmm. But I mean, there are some outspoken personalities on the team. Like you think if Akeem Hicks didn't like Nagy, he would have kept quiet about it. No, he probably would have, you know, said something. I mean, th- so to, to be that motivator. To Nagy's that credit, to, to, to play devil's advocate, right? You're 12 and four, eight and eight, eight and eight, right? You got us to two playoff spots. Now I know the last year they backed into it. You know, it's still not better than not going to the playoffs, um, which this organization the past 20 years has had a hard time going to. I mean, Tim's right. If he just focuses on, you know, managing the game from all you know sides of the, the, the ball. Yeah, he's going to save himself time and money. Yeah, I mean, you're not getting I don't know what this like becoming this play caller. And I think it's just, you know, oh, no, yeah. Stubborn. Why, if if you do it though, what it, you're trying to become one of the best coaches, right? That's what you're trying to be if you're doing this, right? You want to be, wow, I'm one of the best. Well, barring you taking the Bears past the first round of the playoffs, you're not gonna get that, and you're and you're gonna have to win the big ones. You're not even close to that. Everyone knows the talent you are on the team, so right. If you know you're not there, and you're with a rookie, so like. I would be looking at it as, okay, how the hell do I keep this millions of dollars job in Chicago as long as I possibly can? And that's how you do it. Yeah, well, speaking of 500 and the last two seasons of uh, Nagy being 8-8, eight and eight, we are currently 500. We're at 2-2 two and two going into, going into they are two and next two. week's game. And there's a lot going of 2-2 two and two teams in this league who are better than us. So take it as it with is. with the Chiefs. Tied with the Chiefs. Tied with the Chiefs. Um, but so we're going into this uh, week five matchup at two and two against the against the Las Vegas Raiders in Vegas. The Vegas hey. Raiders just lost on Monday night to the Chargers. So what are we what are we expecting from uh, this week five matchup? I think we had this as a win. We did. Yeah. Team Bear. We had this as an upset win. Yeah. And last week we could have said, "Wow, no shot." But man, if you watched that game last night, once Derek Carr got some pressure on him, he, he does not look good. No, he, he couldn't does not do like anything. Hit. And we're leading the league in sacks. So yeah, yeah, he does not like getting hit. I would say that Khalil Mack and Quinn are going to have a good time. They have a they have a new starting tackle in Leatherwood who is getting straight abused. Uh. And and poor guy. I mean, think, watch, look at this guy. He's gone against. He's he would have gone against T.J. Watt, Bosa yeah, last night, and then Mac for his first. <laughs> Welcome so, to the NFL. Th- three of his starts. I mean, wow. Uh, have fun there, kid. Yeah, so, I believe. Yeah, go, go ahead. Go. No, uh, I was just gonna say. I believe Bosa came out uh, either this morning. Oh, after yeah. the game and said that Derek Carr basically whenever he feels pressure he just kind of goes into the fetal position so please Sean Desai I'm glad that Sean Desai and not uh, Fangio because we probably wouldn't want to blitz with uh not Fangio excuse me um Trent, Pagano Pagano thank you uh I'm hoping Desai will you know notice that which he seems like he will he's a smart guy and bring bring some pressure up on Derek Carr so he can make the, some of those mistakes. And, you know the, the the Bears did a good job, I think, by doing last week with a lot of delayed blitzes 
you know, they did it with Roquan. He got another sack. Um, but they didn't really blitz that much. And that's the nice thing. Because you have a good offense. Yeah. Like, I remember those early 2000 Bear teams that were really good. You allow your big Mamba Jambas up front to get two or three yards pressure in the backfield. You let Brian Erlager run free and wild. And that's great having like a Roquan Smith back there, um, which would allow him to come up on the ball or to help cover a tight end. You know, the Bears right now lead the league in sacks at 15 or 15 and a half. I saw today uh, Quinn is earning every single dollar that he's getting paid. He's got four and a half sacks. Khalil Mack has four. We're finally seeing some continuity. Gibson's with, playing well. And yeah. Yeah. And now you got Eddie Goldman back. The, well, we need him because Hicks being hurt. Hicks is getting old. He's 32, 33 years old. That's that's a long time. When he got knocked out of that game, that's when the Lions were starting to move down the field a little bit easier. I think yeah. 50, 58 is that much better when because Hicks is of there. yes, right. because he's plugging it up. So I Eddie Goldman needs to have a statement I'm back game because I didn't really see it that much uh, against the Lions. But, hey, it's your first game and what? Yeah, he kind of gets a pass for that, I guess, being yeah. his first game. Yeah, I mean, he's got to get his lungs back. I think we can all agree. Oh, yeah. Um, Eddie Goldman needs to have the game of when all of last year when we were like, man, I wish we had Goldman. I wish we had Goldman. Right. Next week, let's go. Like, we need you. Yeah, and, you know, the Bears were embarrassed by the Raiders two years ago. They should yeah. not have lost that game, and there was a lot of dumb penalties. Um. That was yeah, the worst game to that was the worst game to listen to on a trip back from a wedding in Nashville. I remember just like listening to that on the radio and just being like, "Oh man, we got this game in the bag." And then it was just not not a fun stupid penalty. Right back. Stupid penalty. And I just don't want from the defense. Uh, sorry, real quick. I, yeah. I just don't want to see our linemen dropping back into coverage like we have seen the last couple of seasons. I don't want to see Mac in coverage. I don't want to see Quinn in coverage. Just have them do their job. Go get their money. Go get their right. checks. Yep. Right. There's and, nobody on that offense that is like an immediate. And by uh, that offense, I mean the Raiders. There's nobody on their offense. If you can, if you can put pressure on Carr, there's nobody that I'm like, holy shit, afraid of. So I, I think that if you can do what you can, I think the Raiders beat you as an offense as a cohesive unit. So you can, you know, the Bears as the defense, they can be cohesive too. They got to get a fire on all cylinders. Yeah. The, the defensive line is starting to create turnovers. That's what's key, mm-hmm. right? They're not yet. Yeah, we're not getting the picks from Jackson or Jalen Johnson and whatever, but the, you're starting to see it with the defensive line. They're getting pressure. They're getting back to hitting the quarterback in that arm spot or stripping them. Um, you know, the Mac penalty is it's whatever. Um, he did technically hit him in the head, but you could tell he was going for that forearm and that elbow and it got him on the follow through. But listen, like you take that penalty as face value and it just shows like, Hey, they're going after the ball, right? Mac was so good his first two years here because he got the ball and the past two years that he hasn't been doing it as much, you know? You're, you want to put pressure on the quarterback? Yeah, not only are they going to try to sack you, but they're going to try to strip it out as well, too. And if the way a ball a ball bounces sometimes, who knows if it lands in a good guy's hand to go get, and they're going to go score a touchdown. Yeah, I think the 
the offense has got their our offense has uh, some work to do in filling the gaps that Montgomery yeah. leaves. Yeah, I mean, we, I'd probably still favor Vegas in this. They're a lot better team, but I think they're a five and a half point favorite. As that's I not bad. Five today. and a half. That's that's not bad. We uh, definitely need to definitely need to establish the run and see if these two guys can do it. Well, what do you expect yeah. from the offense then? Because I know that we just I talked have no about idea. The it's going to come down to what what's going to happen on Friday night, Saturday, who they're going to make the call with. Is, is it going to be Dalton or is it going to be Fields? Yeah, to be honest, it starts with that. And if I, I really do think that we can get the run game going with the two-headed monster of Williams and Herbert. So it's not going to be Montgomery, but I think it'll be just as serviceable because we need to run the ball. You know, if – if Fields has if Fields has to throw the ball more than thirty five times, we're not we're not going to win the game. Yeah, and I, I forgot the guy's name, but they the Raiders have a solid lineman who's been performing well, getting a lot of pressure on the QB. They so have, just, yeah, they have a yeah, good what's his front name? four. Oh God, I can't think of his name, but just Probably. as long as Fields doesn't hold on to the ball too much, and you know we can get yeah. the ball out of his hands. Run the ball, Damon Williams. He's not some like slouch who's gonna be, you know. We're like, it's no, not Ryan Null coming out of the backfield. He gives you more versatility, you know. I mean, Williams has been a pleasant surprise the past three weeks, um, you know, and that's and that's great, and that's that's what you need, right? That's yeah. you need people who are gonna give you quality, um, plays for you, and. He also extends the field because he can catch the ball, right? He can get you those eight-yard passes for a first down. And I think the Bears are going to have to beat him by same, almost the same game plan. Now, I get they're not going against the Lions, but establishing the run, moving fields if he's starting. And, and to be play fair, action. play action, Dalton hasn't looked that bad as a quarterback either. I think once he starts if if Dalton is the quarterback again you know don't be afraid with Dalton you know he can make big throws too he just hasn't done it this year yet he just hasn't had the opportunity would i rather have fields make those big throws 100% yeah and i know i, t- I texted you guys earlier today kind of half joking but i just hope that with Montgomery being out for 4 to 5 weeks i hope that Nagy doesn't think to himself like oh we have to re rethink everything there's this is something that only I can do to fix this offense because we're missing one of our best players. So we're going to have to get away from the run because Montgomery's out and we're going to pass the ball 50 times and try and do something crazy. So I hope I don't see that. I don't think I, we will see that, but I wouldn't be surprised if Nagy has his fingers somewhere, you know, just in the ear of Bill Lazor. I hope not. I hope not. I mean, that's that's not even good for Dalton if he's the starter either. Yeah. You know, that that favors nobody. So do you have any score predictions for the for the game? Tim, was this your game that you you predicted? I I, dude, I I called I. I, Do we lose him? Is he froze? All right. While we while we. (laughs) <laughs> Gotta love technology. Well, while Gotta we were getting Tim, oh, he's back. I think he's back. Oh, nope, he's he left. left. He left. He left. Right, Jack. Okay. Well, no, oh, he's, he's in. Hold on, he's in. Tim, welcome to the club of being. Uh, I I was fine. I was I was watching and listening to you guys. <laughs> well, yeah, we lost you though. 
You oh, good. Lost. You were oh, lost good. in space. Uh, I had the I had the over in this last game, which was brutal because all I needed was one freaking field goal uh, to to win the over this week. And uh, you know, uh, Dan Campbell doesn't like to kick. We don't like to kick. Nobody, <laughs> everything. So I'd say I would say that this one is going to be a twenty four twenty one. Ooh, field okay. goal. Jack, I will gotta... say that I'm going to say twenty three sixteen. I'm going with the. Yeah. Unfortunately, I am going with the Raiders. I think they're just a little bit better. I'm I'm going to go with the Bears in this one as well, and I think it'll be in you know mid twenty scoring, kind of like you go you both alluded to. Um, I'm thinking like a twenty seven twenty seven twenty five. Let's go let's go weird with it. Close game, safety game. I will say this: that the Bears have a lead. One thing that has bothered me, they got to learn how to close out a game, man. Yeah, that's I would, that's something that's been a little agitating. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if if Oakland gets ahead early. It could just be a steamroll from there. Um, but hopefully, their defense can make some plays, get some some turnovers, or get to the quarterback, and we can win this one. Uh, anything else on the Bears before we move on to uh, some NFL news? Bear down, baby. Bear down. Hopefully this. Hopefully the win against the Lions. I know our buddy Nate mentioned it earlier. The the post Lions win hype. Like, oh, we're back, baby. But I don't think I don't think it's there this time. I think we're shout out to Nate Strzok. I think there's a uh, rea- a rally check that a lot of Bears fans have, and we're not you know thinking anything crazy because we beat the Lions. I think we are still realistic in our in our thoughts on this Bears team. But uh, so moving on to the NFL, a couple a couple things that happened. We had Brady beating the Patriots. That was pretty awesome to see, even though it was a low-scoring game. Isn't it? I think now Brady has, he has beat every single every team, team in the NFL. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. He's, he's the GOAT. Nothing to say. I mean, I watched that game. It was pretty kind of slow and boring, but it was rainy. But, you know, it's cool to see Brady get that win and have that have that notch in his belt now. Got to see Belichick Jr. just what was slapping his slapping that, his that tongue is all the around. meme of football right now. That and something else awesome. we're gonna talk about. And the fact but like the, that mullet—he's got the mullet, yeah. And then just licking his lips like a dog with peanut butter. Did they say what his like role on the team was? Does he like have an actual role? I think he's the defensive coordinator, isn't he? He's, I thought he would be like a hands team coordinator or something. Just oh, I, I'm almost positive he, he was the defensive coordinator. I mean, you don't just show a random outside linebacker coach or something like that. I yeah. I, if he's almost, doing that, that cameraman knew exactly what he's doing. <laughs> he's doing yeah. it the whole game then because he's like, hey, you got to go on to Belichick Jr. You look at him. He's doing the crazy tongue flick. Look at this uh, weirdo over here. And right, like, but, it's it's weird because. Belichick is known known as just like the the mild stare, just no emotion at all. And then this guy is just fucking, you know, licking his lips like, well, it was creepy. But Who funny. Knows? Maybe Belichick was uh, like that in his younger days, but I don't know. It was definitely weird to see. And then speaking of coaches, another thing that happened is we have uh, Urban Meyer. Okay, so Steve Belichick is the outside linebackers coach. So made a position. It's not real. He's just there he, because you, of stats. If coach. you ever get a chance, 
go all there's also there's two Belichicks on the there's three Belichicks on the team. Steve Belichick is the outside linebackers coach. He's been on the team for 10 years. He's got a great profile picture, looks horrible in. Um, and then there is the safeties coach, Brian Belichick, and he's been on the team for six years. Well, well that dude's a weirdo is all I'm going to say. Yeah, that guy's fucking weird. <laughs> and you know what else is fucking weird? When your head coach, after a Thursday night game, doesn't go home on the flight with the team and then goes to a bar and gets grinded on by a little not blonde his wife. girl who is not his wife. And I'm what obviously, a piece allu- of shit. <laughs> I'm obviously <laughs> alluding to Urban Meyer. This is Jacksonville's ownership released a statement today, and they are not happy. And I do not blame them. Uh, how do you go forward? How do you... <laughs> And it's not even just that. It's if you were not listening to the news today, I think it's a little bit more than that because one, Urban Meyer then canceled Monday meetings. Uh, They got a game against a division rival on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, who they play Tennessee? Yeah, and then today he went into the position meetings, not even as a full team in in position meetings. So wide receivers and DBs and all this, and then said something along the lines of. yeah, you know, kind of this got out of hand. Girl was just dancing in my direction. Is everyone cool? Okay, bye. And then everyone was laughing at him. <laughs> dancing. If you're a veteran, if you're a veteran, you had your hands player. under center, my guy. You didn't. You weren't. You weren't getting danced on in a direction. You knew what you was going on. You are a veteran player. You had her fingers. <laughs> you had your you fingers had in the, her turd cutter. You you were called. You were ready for a silent count with the where your hands oh. were positioned. You were digging for some chocolate. On two. This is, if you're a veteran player, you have to be so fucking embarrassed a little bit. You're like. Well, you are. He already was a joke. I mean, I mean, you do the thing with Tebow, right? You basically Tebow called him and said, hey, I want to come back and play. And Urban Meyer's like, do you know what? I'm going to sign a 35 year old guy who hasn't played in 10 years. Yeah. Come on back. That's (laughs) smart. And then there's there's a litany of other things that he's done. I mean. Oh, the Iowa coach scandal. Yes, the and then drafting a running back when you already have James Robinson, and then weeks later saying, "I wish I would have drafted a wide receiver, Kadarius Tony, on the Giants." Why would you say that? Not. I mean, do you think he's? I mean, I've heard the rumor now that they're not winning. That he's doing the whole my back, my heart issues acting up again. I better go to USC now. And turn around that I don't think program. That, I don't. I I don't think that USC. I don't know. I don't know what athletic directors are thinking. But if I was athletic director, I wouldn't want Urban Meyer. Even though I know his track record in college is fucking fantastic. But he just seems like everywhere he goes, he's just a something's like you have like a. It's like a bomb countdown. Like some shit's gonna happen. In X amount of time with Urban Meyer, wherever he goes, you get five. You get five good years, and then the last year, it's like never that good enough. And then he starts having health problems and family issues. And I would feel the same way. I feel like I would want to touch him with a ten foot pole, or even more so than that. But you know, some program's gonna say yes to him just because oh, they're getting their board. It, well, their board of trustees is gonna go. Well, do you know how much? money a good football team brings in and 
I'm sorry. Like if you're a USC, you're a traditional powerhouse and you haven't been that relative really in the past 15 years, except minus like 2016 and 17. I could see USC doing it. Well, how do you go? How do you go? How do you go eat dinner with mama and daddy? Uh, after they seen that video going, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I make a man out of your son. Hey, on Thursday, Thursdays, the guy don't worry, around? me and your son are going to go out to all the $2 beer night bars. Don't worry, we'll have a good time. There's going to be no Friday. Quarterback? What do you tell your quarterback who's married his high school sweetheart? What do you tell your entire team? Who's our, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they're all. Hey, they guys, all, we just got our ass kicked on Thursday night, but I'm just going to get grinded up on this. Well, he told, he told all of them that he was going to go hang out with his grandchildren. Oh, yeah, so there was family. He said there was family. He was going to hang out with his family in Columbus. And then, hey, before, maybe that was his. Maybe that was his grandchild. We don't know. Before, we don't know. no, no. Before, go. He he brought his wife with him to uh, to Ohio. So, he, his wife before the bar shenanigans all got tweeted out. So, like you know, maybe probably he was just getting some hammer with his friends before he went to the bar. She tweeted a picture, with, like saying like bath time with the grandparents and saying like oh i'm stuck with the the grandchildren tonight because buddy i guess what she calls her husband is is out with the boys basically oh he was out the boys all right yeah oh yeah (laughs) so like i I mean already it was shitty in the sense of you not a good look you all of it's shitty i mean you could dissect it but honestly i think the the real big part of it is if this was just like in jacksonville you went out if you went on the plane and then went back home to Jacksonville, went to some strip club or some shit. Like, sure, play off the boys will be boys or whatever. I don't know, but it's not going to look not like a good. Your, that's still not good. No, this is 0-4, gross. and you just, like, and then and then to, to lie to all your guys, to, like, say, oh, it was a girl just kind of dancing up on me, you know, and, like, I should have got out of there. Like, yeah, just, that's not mm-hmm. an apology. That's not an apology. You're, you're saying that she was doing something wrong. You have to just <laughs> literally – I would I would much rather you get in front of me and say, man, sucks that I got caught. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like say some shit like, you know, yeah. like, man, uh, you know, I, like I probably should have stopped at that six tequila shot. huh, guys, you know, say yeah. some shit like just own up to it. Like I'm like, there's grown men in the locker room. It's not 19 year olds like. Yeah, who could like possibly believe like, yeah, you know what? Maybe coach is right. Maybe he's telling us the truth. Where these guys know they're like, no, nah, I know. I just did that last weekend. I know exactly what you were doing. So you're you're not getting anything. Especially past. like, you know, Jacksonville. Like they had some hype a little bit. Like, oh, they're in a rebuilding year. But you know, they got Trevor I didn't hear Lawrence. any of that. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't get any like, of that. You so. know, just the whole like, we got Trevor Lawrence. You know, he's gonna be the future. Urban Meyer. You know, let's see what they happens. Have a dog shit roster though. I mean, there's some good players on it, but like they just, traded just, away their just, first pick, first round they, pick last year. They've fallen so far from that uh, oh, AFC championship. They team. have it's done that. That, that. Yeah, the past three and a half years, yeah, they have completely fallen apart. Um, but I mean, that tweet that that went out this week was just like, "We're one and zero. We're not going to stop," or something like that. And they've lost 19 straight or something <laughs> ridiculous like that. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, if, if I'm a veteran player, like an eight-year player, you gotta be like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> like, I'm I'm talking to my agent, being like, "Look, if I'm my going coach to real, I'm gonna be a realtor. I'm not like my coach, my coach is getting fucked up with some whatever girl. 
and they're putting rules on me, like, what examples is it? Like, I'd be like, get me out of here. Like, get me out of here now. You you stopped Monday meetings for the entire team. Not for yourself. The entire team was not going to any meetings or working on Monday. The only thing that could have made that video better is if Urban Meyer had Belichick's son's hair for some reason. Like, if he had a (laughs) mullet. Like... Just or like, dude, I'm trying to make millions of Back dollars. Advisor. I'm trying to get a contract, and you're you're too embarrassed to show up on Monday. Get the <laughs> get the fuck over oh, yourself. Oh, I can't wait! God. I can't wait for the game on Sunday with all the like. If you're an announcer, what are you gonna say? Like, oh, here's Urban Meyer. He's had an interesting week. Let's play the tape. <laughs> like what? I because that's gonna be the biggest elephant in the room for those announcers at kickoff. I like, just don't know. What was Urban I, Meyer doing on Saturday night? Oh, any, I wonder what. Anyone who's arguing either like, ooh, like, you know, you can't really get rid of him because it shows that your organization's inept if you get rid of a rookie oh, quarterback after, a, a, after four weeks. I'm like, no, no, you look pretty yeah. inept. Get rid of him. You look better getting rid of him than trying than keeping the yeah, guy. But I, Okay, here's a bet. Do we think he stays the whole 17 games? I think he stays the whole 17 games and he'll be like, he he'll be gone at the first. If he starts, if he survives this, yeah. If he survives tomorrow, if he survives tomorrow, he's, yeah. yeah if he, they lose like 56 nothing on Sunday, might be a different issue. Yeah. I mean, if I'm on the opposing team, I'm going to say, hey, Urban, I'm going to see you at Chili's well, after the game, right? Yeah. We're we going to do uh, some Applebee shots Mike tonight. Rabel and Urban Meyer got into a fight when they were college coaches. So Mike Rabel fucking hates him. That's awesome. Yes. When was Mike when when Rabel was I was reading where? about this thing. It was back in like uh it was back in like early two thousand tens or something like that. They like straight up fought. Was Rabel at Ohio State or Florida? Uh, and I, I it, uh he was on the opposite team as him, so he wasn't uh, it wasn't on it was when Urban Meyer was at Ohio State, yes. Okay. Well I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want Mike Rabel mad at me if I was uh 60-year-old with a bad back. and Basically, I think it, start, it started with, like, uh, Urban Meyer's assistant coach was, like, kind of making fun of something. You know, was Rabel at Michigan? Uh, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. It's the was Rabel at Michigan? Rabel, I think, was at Ohio State, and they fought each other. Oh, shit. Yeah. Head coach. I'm looking for Serving as linebacker's coach. Yeah, he fucking hates him. And uh, yeah, Rabel Rabel's on Ohio State's um, staff as a linebacker and defensive line coach. In 2013, the then offensive coordinator Tom Herman almost got into a fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Rabel's already like a you know pretty intense dude. So watch out for a sweep to the sideline of the Jaguars with Derrick Henry, and he's going to accidentally uh, take out Urban. Yeah, that'd be hysterical. I I used to I have a letter from Urban Meyer when I was a kid. He told me to work hard and study in school and get lap dances from girls and Michael play at the University of Florida. <laughs> and never never forget. You gotta two, find that letter. Two for ten shots. I think down. it's hanging up at my dad's house. Really far. <laughs> I think it's in my room, like above a desk. Oh, never say man. no to Rita's with the boys. <laughs> Stay in school, work hard, get lap dances, go to University of Florida. <laughs> and then when and then when all else fails, complain that your back hurts and quit. Yeah, and you have a heart issue too. 
Oh, well, I mean, that was Urban Meyer's a big disappointment, but have there been any, any uh, or, you know, that was a surprise, actually. Have, have there been some surprises in the NFL oh, so yeah, far that Chargers. you've seen, either good Chargers. or bad? I think, the- you know, good for the Chargers. You know, they were both underdogs against Las Vegas and Kansas City. Um, Herbert has showed up and it can show that he can win big games in big situations. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to say the Vikings are my biggest surprise so far. I would have thought that they would have been, would have been better. And this, I'm not just saying that because I picked them to cover last week, even they lost seven to 14, which is a crazy score for that game. Um, but just and they were down talent, like 11 to seven at one point. I saw. Yeah. With all that talent on offensive defense and Mike Zimmer being, you know, this solid coach, or we thought that he was, I don't know. Something something's going on there, and it just surprised me that they're one and three at the moment. Which is obviously happy to see, being a Bears fan. But would have thought that they would have been more competitive. Big surprise for me is the hometown team here, the Cardinals. I yeah, watching watching all that. their games last year with my wife. Uh, they they had talent, but man, like who would have thought that like the the free agents the free agent signings that they made weren't bad, but who would have thought? Getting an aging JJ Watt, an aging AJ Green, uh, get not having Larry Fitzgerald on the team anymore, um, right. and, and and who would have thought that it would have been this explosive to the point where they just absolutely dominated the Rams? I mean, they they absolutely dominated the Rams. It's they're probably the best team in the NFC, barring like the Cowboys right now. Yeah, and that'd be something if they. If and if they, we get to go, I get to. I'm gonna go see them, so I won't see the Raiders game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try and tell me if this is possible or not to be in an NFL stadium and try to avoid the score <laughs> of the Chicago Bears game. That sounds right sometimes. Yeah, it's that'll be a tough task. Let's say the least. But that'd be something if Arizona wins a Super Bowl, the first year without Larry Fitzgerald, that would just be like. Oh man, bittersweet. They have the longest drought in North American sports right now. Um, that'd be rough for Larry. Yeah, uh, I, I mean they're something. just they're firing on all cylinders, and I, the reason I, w- I was not never skeptical uh, on the players, I and mean, I got Kyler Murray in both my teams, but it's I just was never sold on Cliff Kingsbury. I think that he was doing what Nagy was doing. I think that he gets in his own way with his stupid play calling at times, and honestly. I still think the verdict is is out. I'm not saying that they're a bad team, but I'm saying when it comes to Kingsbury, because dude, honestly, there's some plays that just straight up blow up, and Kyler like just does some video game shit and gets out of it and throws to somebody who who scrambles. It's absolutely insane. I mean, he should get the MVP right now if the season ended today. He's unbelievable right now. No, he is. He. And like I know in like past conversations that we've had like at the bar and stuff and you know, we've always said, Are we worried about Kyler? Because like you can get away with it in college, right? Especially in the like the the um the Big Twelve. The Big Twelve where it's just running gun offenses. You know, and not everyone gets you know, they don't have the best defenses out there. They're not going against the SEC, they're not going against the Big Ten. You know, he's just throwing it up there. You know, NFL is a lot different from college and he showed that like, hey, I can adapt I could take these hits once in a while. He I doesn't even, and he, that's the thing. He has not gotten hit like at all this year. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is, he's like a little leprechaun out there. You just can't get him. Yeah. It's, and it's crazy because you got DeAndre Hopkins, who is probably, who hasn't even really been thrown to, 
but no, I'm, I'm aware because I have him on my yeah, fantasy. Between so to, to, between Hopkins, Green, the new kid, Moore, and Kirk, like somebody in Edmonds, somebody if he's doing his joystick shit where he's spinning around all that, one of those dudes is getting open. Like that's, and let, let's be honest. You know, going into that season, going into the season, we would have said they are probably the third or fourth best team in that division. People were saying that they were going to be fourth. I was like, ooh, I don't know about that. I mean, that division's good. San Francisco, when they're healthy, is one of the I'll best. I'll be at the team. game. I think they're going to kick the shit out of San Francisco. I think they will too. Um, but this will be a big game. Well, who do they it, have this, who do they have this week? It doesn't help because Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo might not play or not. So, we'll who are they playing this week? Ooh. San Fran. Yeah. Airplane San Fran? Okay. Well, there you go. So that kind of covers the NFL. So let's kind of quickly go over the top highlights and uh, stories from college football. We had Cincinnati beating Notre Dame soundly. I think Notre Dame's very overrated. Um, and I knew I thought that last week, too. Um, we have Georgia and Alabama have just looked. Un- Georgia looks on back-to-back weeks shutouts. Yeah. That's hard just to do out at of any, this le- world. any level. Any level. And then we have... The biggest game of all time coming up, which is mine and Jackson's Jackson. Penn State Nittany Lions versus Iowa. And uh, you have a yep. little fact there, Jackson, about this game. Yeah. Um, I couldn't believe this fact. This is the first time two Big Tens have faced each other in the top five. It's actually a top four matchup when we really look at it. Uh, that are not Michigan or Ohio State since 1962. And that was between Wisconsin and Minnesota. And both undefeated. Both undefeated. Um, this is a big game. This is probably a bigger game for Penn State. I mean, it's a big game for um, Iowa, too, because if Iowa loses, you know, like, this is their only big opportunity to play a, a ranked game. They don't have any ranked games coming up. Um, if they win, if they lose, they they do have an easier, easier path to the Big Ten title because the West is down this year. Penn State's schedule, if you look at their schedule, is brutal. You know, they have an off week next week. They got Illinois, which they should win, but then they got Ohio State, Maryland, Michigan, Rutgers, and then Michigan State. So Penn State still has to play four ranked teams, two on the two at Happy Valley and two on the road. Um I think it's a four o'clock game on the East Coast. It's on Fox. I think Game Day should have gone there. You know, fuck Fox. Game Day should have gone there. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good one. And you know, it's, I, I, I saw it, I read an article by the athletic today, um, uh, that said the Iowa Penn state matchup has turned into the best non rivalry rivalry that these games are weird, that they're always competitive, that, you know, it is it, turning in slowly into a rivalry. And I think, I think that's what made college football kind of fun is rivalries and stuff like that you don't really see that that much in the pros as much it'll be a good game i mean it's it'd be crazy to see penn state make a college playoffs and it'll be a hard run it'd be crazy like for Iowa their, too. oh absolutely i mean yeah i think i mean me and jackson were talking in the pre-show it's gonna probably be georgia versus alabama if they stay one two just with the talent but my my biggest fear is that they're gonna do this and i think you guys can agree with me is if Georgia wins the East, which they should, Florida losing to Kentucky this past week was dumb. They should have blown out Kentucky, and they didn't, and they lost. Um, it's crazy. It just that hangover after that Alabama game. But they still lost. I mean, Florida's out. They got two conference no, losses. No, I know. I'm saying like they, that, they played Alabama so well. I know, I and then they kicked the shit out of Tennessee. 
and then they're they're done. They're done. Um, you know, I, I would not be surprised if this happens. Depending on who wins, right now I give the edge to Alabama. Um, if they face each other in the SEC title game, granted, a lot of things can happen, but the way the East is shaken out in the SEC, it's Georgia's to lose. Um, if Georgia beats Alabama or Bama beats Georgia in the SEC title game, they're going to do this. They're going to put Alabama's the one and Georgia as the three so they can meet on opposite sides and it's going to be bullshit because that means if there are two (laughs) northern teams, they're going to have to face each other to face the two SEC schools, most likely lose, and then we get Georgia-Alabama in the national title game. And that's what the NCAA wants. And that's what they want, right? If Cincinnati gets in, and let's say it's Iowa or Penn State, that's what's going to happen. I mean, it'd be crazy to see one of those non-power uh, uh, conference schools get in there, but I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, even if they go undefeated, we've seen it plenty of times before. You don't think Cincinnati can be four? I, think I mean, that, I think I think I think they with their win over Notre Dame, I think they got it. Yeah, but that win that win against Indiana is not looking as good anymore. Yeah. Right. So, if, if I mean, they got it. They, they can't. They can't do anything else but win out. I mean, that's all they can do. Yeah, right? I mean, UCF UCF losing this week is a bad loss for them. Right. UCF getting upset by Navy is not good. Um. I mean, here's the thing. Do you put an undefeated Cincinnati in, or do you put a one-loss Big Ten champion, like, let's say, a Penn State or an Iowa in? They're going to put the, the one-loss. And, and they should. And they should. Right? If I Let's say Penn State loses to Iowa, and then Penn State beats Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and then beats Iowa in the, in the Big Ten title game, I put Penn State in over Cincinnati. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because obviously you had UCF with their were actual champion whole drama a couple of years ago when they were undefeated but right. we'll see we'll see how it plays out it'll be interesting to see hopefully Penn, hopefully Penn State are Penn State our we Penn are State. Penn State we are Penn State uh, Nittany Lions can pull out the victory one thing I would love to be in Iowa City for this game I'm sure it's going to be a complete oh. madhouse which would be yeah fun to see. it's it's fun fact uh, game day has not been to Iowa City. Since 2006. Oh, they get better. It's been like the. I can only think of a few more like better places to go, like in terms of college they atmosphere. They went. Yeah, they're going to. They're going to the Red River Shootout for Oklahoma, Texas. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up college football. Now let's we, we're going to talk about baseball for the first time in a while because we have baseball's back. Base, we got baseball playoffs. And I guess just real quick, we have. Uh, do we have any World Series predictions from uh, the Team Bear Sports podcast? And then, do you think the Sox can go all the way? I guess that kind of answers a question depending on your predictions. But uh, why don't we have uh, Jack? Why don't you go first? Um, I think the Sox lose to the Astros in five. I thought about this this morning on my morning poop. Um, I think if the White Sox can steal a game in Houston. I think that's good. I I think Houston's just a little bit deeper, just a tad bit deeper. Um, I won't be surprised though if the White Sox do beat the Astros, um, but I'm going to take the Astros in five. However, my World Series champ, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but it is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays. I think there's something in the water in Tampa right now. You, you don't win two Stanley Cups 
in a Super Bowl versus and Tampa was right there last year to win a World Series. Tampa is Sports Town USA for two years in a row. I'm gonna go with the Rays in that ugly ass stadium. <laughs> Tim, you got any predictions for the uh, playoffs and see for the White Sox? I think that the White Sox beat the Astros uh, handily. I think that'll be uh, they'll take them four games. So they'll beat them. Um, uh, they'll go three and one against them. Beat them. Um, I think it's going to be because I think after that, I think if you can beat the Astros, I think you're in. I think you're in. I think the Rays, uh, the Rays crumble, and it's the White Sox Giants. That'd be that'd be an interesting series. I'd like to see that because I don't think we played this year. Or we might have. I can't no. really remember. Black no. on black. Let's go. That that'd be a, that'd be a fun World Series. Yeah, that would be. I, I'm with you. That'd I be think, a fun one. I think though. I think if it's White Sox Cardinals, I'm just gonna <laughs> throw myself out my balcony. The, the worst one. I have a friend out here. For those that don't know, is a big Giants fan. So. I, I'm. He wants obviously the Dodgers to win. Uh, I don't want the Dodgers to win. I want the Cardinals to lose that one game playoff. But I can see where he's coming from. Obviously not wanting to play those Dodgers. But man, the Giants just get thrown into it. I mean, the fact that they had to play game 162 to, to win a division. Yeah, to right. win the division, and then now they choose between a team that was one loss away from them or two. The the hottest team at baseball is kind yeah. of just a shit ass stick. So I, I he's not told, feeling good right now. I, I I didn't check baseball standings for like a week or two, you know. One because like I can't stream Cub games out here, so it's a pain in the ass, uh, and not the fact that I was going to even watch them. But um, looked at the schedule standings, I was like, the Cardinals are on an eight game winning streak, and now they're like two games back of the wild card. I'm like, well, what just happened? And then I checked like three days later. I'm like, they're clinched the wild card. I'm like, what is going on here? And then they won 17 games in a row, like the second longest streak in NL history. You know, they won what 19 out of the last 23 or something like ridiculous. Um, it, it, and I, and I've always said this about the Cardinals. I think all of us would agree like this is where the Cardinals historically get hot, right? They're always an average team, maybe not living up to the hype. And then it's a flattery back too. And late and happens and like oh, Wayne Wright old guy kicking the shit out of the ball we're gonna start having good bullpen pitching our starters are gonna give seven innings lights out from the bullpen Time starting to hit. think of it more you're like ooh, Goldschmidt Arenado that sounds pretty yeah. good <laughs> yeah timely hitting it's kind of know, expecting that that Cardinal, base, Cardinal baseball Cardinal like, baseball do play in the right way and then all of a sudden they're in the NLCS and you're like son of a bitch here they are I, I I'm pretty confident though. I think the Giants uh, I think the Giants come out on top of it just because I obviously I think the winner of what uh, the winner of Giants Cardinals or Giants Dodgers goes on to goes on to the pennant. I think they'll yeah the the Braves Braves Milwaukee series is interesting. But kind of Milwaukee yeah I mean Milwaukee was the hottest team for the longest time and now they're kind of banged up a little bit. Pitcher uh, they're celebrated uh, a little too hard. Punched a wall in celebration and broke his hand and yeah. what an idiot. That's I, I think the White Sox. I think the White Sox Astros. It's going to be not what people think. It's going to be this low scoring affair. White Sox pitching. I wouldn't is gonna, be surprised. White yeah. Sox pitching is going to show up. The bullpen's going to click. I think it's going to be oh shit. 
for the, the Rays or, you know, the winner of tonight, they're going to be like, oh, shit. If they um, steal one in, if they steal one in Houston and go back to the south side tied 1-1, that's exactly where they, I mean, that's so cliche to say, but like, that's, that's their you're job. Getting, you're, you're getting very mad at on me, man. I know. <laughs> that's what they need to do. That's what they hey, need man, to do. Hey, man, they need to win. <laughs> they need to score runs just, to win this I game. mean, it could be worse. It could be like Dan Deerdorf. You just can't hold in that situation. Yeah. And then I will reserve my pick uh, after that because I honestly, if it goes Giants, uh, White Sox, I can see it going either way. I would need to see how both teams are playing at that point. Yeah, so I I'm agreeing with you. I think that the White Sox are gonna are going to take the series um, from Houston. I know the whole storyline is that they lost five of seven to the regular season, but this is like the, the new first, season. It's new season, and we have our full strength team, which we didn't have for a majority of the season, yep. like eighty percent of it. We only played like seven or eight games with our best players all in the same lineup. Uh, pitching is the only th- starting pitching is the only thing that I has been a little shaky towards the end, but I think, you know, this is where the talent's there, the talent's there. I think that La Russa can be like, this is where La Russa has the experience over a lot of managers in the game where he knows what to hopefully knows what to do, how to manage the game. He's not going to let the, uh, the moment get too big because shit, he's been there so many times. He's the, uh, an ALDS. This is nothing. I've been to the world series. I've been to NLCSs. On the regular, this is nothing. So I think it'll be the White Sox. And if they do if they do steal a game, I think that the home field advantage of like the crowd atmosphere at a White Sox playoff game is going to be way more intense than it would be in Houston. I feel like it's, it's going to be, be whatever. It's going to be yeah, fucking those, nuts. Those, those folks have been waiting for a long time. And I, I know I know that. So Demogra- what's game one on Ashes? Is that what, what channel is that going to be? I think they have think Fox. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be nuts. I know the the I've been to plenty of Sox games to know how uh, Sox fans can get after a few beverages. It's gonna be rocking. So I'll have the White Sox coming uh, out, banging them, banging them <laughs> trash cans, dude. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, that's good. That, and I did, forgot about that. That's gonna be even more fucking nuts there. And I'll have them, the White Sox facing off. And I was kind of going back and forth on this for a while, and I just feel. Something, something about the Braves has got me thinking that there's no Acuna. The fact that they've played well, they've got Charlie Morton pitching out of his mind. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Braves come out of this just like the NL. I don't expect it to be the Giants or the Dodgers because that's just that's, like the, that's gonna be a war of attrition. Yeah. So like whoever wins that series, they're gonna be battered and bruised, and then that winner of the Braves Brewers game is going to be. It's going to steal and, it. And I and think we've, it'll be been, the we've been saying that for a while because we, we've kind of known that the East is going to face the Brewers. And, you know, before the Brewers have, you know, taken this injury bug and obviously losing one of your best pitchers is the worst case scenario. Like you're going to be in a good spot because, you know, you're, you know, you're probably not going to, I don't think the series will be as long. Now watch, this is going to be like the greatest series ever, but like, I just have a feeling that whoever wins the NL game tomorrow like, and then who faces the Giants, that's like because the Cardinals are good. That's going to be a war. Like, I really do think you're coming and out of that game like drained, exhausted. Yeah. And, and like, and, obviously going against the Giants and if it's the Dodgers, Giants, you know, that's already a big rivalry. I don't think they've ever faced each other in the playoffs since, you know, 
the 1950s. But Giant, that's gonna be, Giants have had their number this season. They have. They have. I think that's going to be amped up, too. Fun fact, um, two Cub players have hit, two former Cub players have hit home runs today. So. That was a that was a, uh, a a prop bet or something along those lines. I heard on the radio today if Rizzo and yeah. uh, Schwarber hit home runs. But like you were saying about the Giants and Dodgers game, if that's how it ends up, or if it's the Cardinals, I just think that the Brewers or Braves could sweep. It could be a sweep one way or the other, and then they'll be they could go into that being well rested. I I I do have to admit this is the first time in a long time. All of these matchups are good, right? And I think any of these seedings can go any way. Like, I don't feel comfortable, like, yes, bet that team 100%. Like, these are very good matchups. It'll be interesting. It'll be exciting once. I mean, I'll be definitely watching that uh, NL, uh, NL wildcard game tomorrow, but just all all good. Nothing's better than good old playoff baseball. It's just something no, to have on. It's long. So you get lots I, of it. I, I've always said this. October is the best month for best month for sports. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on quickly. Let's hit, let's hit our uh, picks of the week. So I know I did not hit my pick last week with the Vikings losing to the Browns. Can't remember what you guys did, but it's, it's a new week. It's a new week. New week, baby. So uh, I'll, I guess I'll go first because I don't really have too much on there. For the reasons why I just have Steelers are minus one over Denver and I'm going to take the Steelers beating Denver. I just think no Teddy, no touchdowns. Steelers played the Packers pretty well. Um, it's at home for the Steelers. And I think that they're going to, they're going to beat Denver by more than a field goal. So I think that Steelers over Denver, is my pick of the week. I know we already touched on this quite a bit, but <laughs> How the hell are you not hammering the shit out of the Titans? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Titans minus four and a half. How are you not hammering the shit out of that? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at that now. <laughs> That's the play of the week. The grind game. <laughs> yeah, the grind. Yeah, Jesus. Whether or not they have AJ Brown or Julio, or it does not matter. <laughs> All right, um, I'm taking an upset pick. I'm taking Texas over Oklahoma in the Red River shootout. Uh, I don't think Oklahoma's that good. I know Tim likes to rant every Saturday afternoon in our group text about how much he hates uh, Rattler. Um, I think Texas gets over the hump and not good. Beats, not good. beats Oklahoma. I know Oklahoma's had their number the past couple of years. Uh, it, it's favored right now, Oklahoma, three and a half. I'm taking Texas to beat Oklahoma. When the national media is saying a dude from Liberty is going to be the number one quarterback taken, man, <laughs> if, man, if you fall. I don't even know who's who's even favored for the Heisman right now. Like, no idea. Like, there's no one who's open. Just pick, it's not pick, any, pick anyone off of Alabama or Georgia. It's probably yeah. a better pick than that. Yeah, Liberty. it's not it's not Rattler. Right. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to win the Heisman. Oklahoma's only covered one game so far this year, I believe. And it was like Western Christian University, who they beat 76 nothing. So I'm taking Texas in an upset pick. Boom. Hook em horns. Hook em horns. Two days ago, the odds were Bryce Young. Highest Bryce Young at Alabama QB. Plus, okay. Plus 125. 
Uh, I'll, I'll read you the, t- the top three. Uh, well, it seems to be a two-headed race right now, but between Bryce Young and then Matt Coral at uh, Ole Miss. QB. And Ole Miss, didn't Ole Miss just get destroyed at yeah. Alabama? And then, yeah. This is, yeah, and then C.J. Uh, Stroud at Ohio State QB. Spencer Rattler is fourth now at plus 2,000, so yikes. Well, you can get, on him or get in on him now. And, uh, yeah. Spencer Rattler has the same odds as the Cincinnati QB. So let's just Oof. Right there. Oof. And he was supposed Big to be the runaway this year. I'm taking Texas, baby. Hook them horns. All right. So should we, should we hop into our power rankings? Uh, I got to stop you for a second. Why, why do you, you got to stop us? I got a bear alert. All right. So looking for bear news this week. It's been a little tough. And then I found something yesterday. Um, and it comes from the state of Maryland again. So this is another Maryland bear news. Now, this is not another bear wandering around some schoolyard. Um, the Maryland Zoo is separating two polar bears. Apparently, these bears are um, getting too big. They need to be put in more of an environment for their own like growth. They are sister bears. And I'm going to say this little disappointed because i think bears should be together and there's a bear viewing room which is cool like they have at brookfield and other zoos but it's only going to be for the the grizzlies now now there's nothing wrong against grizzlies but why can't we have multiple viewing rooms for multiple bears how are we going to turn kids into team bear if they can't see the team bear all right when i went to the st louis zoo there was bears jumping in and out of the water the kids were all getting pumped up they were sold and, and Jackson, there we don't know a lot uh, behind the scenes. They might be separating them for a reason. There might be they're getting uh, they're gro- they're growing up into fine mature women. Well, there might be a coup. Need... there might be a coup that they, they've probably you know walked in on some of those bears strategizing to you know control the zoo. We just like map. <laughs> you no, know, here's and, like, the thing. I'm going. I'm table. going to the. I'm going to the national zoo on Saturday with my girlfriend, and you know I was. The first thing I did was look at the animal list, and I went right to the bears. And, yes, at the National Zoo, there are panda bears, and those are going to be – she's excited to see pandas. Pandas are cool, but they only have, like, sloth It's a bear. gateway bear. Pandas are a gateway bear. That's how you get them. That's how you get them. But they have, like, sloth bears. Sloth bears are kind of weird-looking to begin with. Um, and there's, like, another type of bear, but they don't have the big two, right? They got – they don't have polars. They don't have grizzlies. And now you're losing a Maryland bear, which is right next door to me. Where am I going to see some big bears? This is clearly an, a strategy from big gorilla getting tech. into our zoos. Yeah. yeah. Big gorilla tech that are just. There's moving. gorillas at there's gorillas at the National Zoo in D.C. Now Someone's I'm going to I'm going to go look at them, but I'm definitely going to be taking notes to see what they're up to. Oh, yeah, yeah, take a, you know, bring a, bring a notepad, a black, you know, maybe. There is a blockade to get against polars and grizzlies from the gorillas at the National Zoo. They don't want them there. They don't want them there. They know that the polars and the grizzlies come, the kids are going to turn on the gorillas, and they're going to be jumping in joy to seeing those bears. Oh, absolutely. The most, like, the where we went to Lincoln Park Zoo over the summer and we saw, we saw they had polar bears there, which was awesome. My son got to see his first polar bear, 
and you can just tell the first the second he he laid eyes on it, he was Team Bear through and through. But Good. we went in there. To, we went in there, you know, to kind of, you know, you got to keep your enemies closer in the gorilla exhibit. And it's just all it is is just poop and lettuce leaves and a makeshift jungle gym inside it's plexiglass. It's, awful. it's hot in there. <laughs> Bunch and of tire just, swings. Oh my god! And they have like blank, like just like a potato sack blankets that are like you're playing with. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna like if you're if you're a part of Big Gorilla Tech? How are you using? How, how do you have them as your example if you're gonna? Trying to flip someone to Team Gorilla. Yeah, I, when he got a, a polar bear, all he had to do was just put his paws up on the glass. I and, saw a Visit St. Louis, right, uh, commercial. And they had that grizzly bear that I saw. That I sent you guys the videos. I tweeted out on our Team Bear uh, Twitter page with him jumping up and down in the water and playing with the kids behind the glass. I didn't see a jumping up gorilla. You know, I didn't see a gorilla swinging through the, the vines at their Zoom. Be like, hey, come visit St. Louis. No. The clip they used was the grizzly jumping up and down in the water. And I'll retweet it again tonight. But they know if the polar bears, you, you know, you keep the docile bears at the National Zoo. That's what they're trying to help. The sloth bears, the pandas, you know, keep them there. You know, kids will be like, oh, that's cool. The gateway they, bear. They want to see kids. Want to see the man eaters. We want to see the bears. And I have no, no factual evidence on this. I did not record any times, or pay attention to any any anything of the sort. But it had to be at least like the stand and watch time at the gorilla exhibit had to be max, thirty seconds per person, where you had to like wait in line to get front center on the glass for the polar bear. It was like. People would take pictures, at least two, three-minute waits to even get up to see the polar bear, which obviously great for the team bear organization. Yep. Zoos, we need more bears. Just do do a bear zoo. I don't think I've ever ever, uh, actually gone to a gorilla exhibit. I think I just – They like you go to like Brookfield? No, 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 no. Hear me out. I'm saying when I'm at – when I'm at the zoo, I feel like I'm like ready to go see like lizards or some shit. And then at the end of the at the end of the walkway, oh, I'm in the gorilla thing. Like they 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 don't they lead you there. They misinterpret. I'm not gonna they, lie, I kind of find the orangutans more interesting. Yeah, I mean, you're probably seeing some cool ass monkeys, and then you go, ah, oh, shit. I guess I gotta walk through the gorillas to get to the only exit. So I gotta just yeah. walk through this. Why does the why they know the what they're doing? Room, they know the what they're doing. The gorilla room <laughs> smells more poopy than anything. And, and, and the, it might as well be an outhouse. And the Team Bear community, Team Bear Sports Podcast, we are not anti-monkey, anti-orangutan. We are strictly anti-gorilla. <laughs> Please do not take that the wrong way. We are pro-monkey. We are pro-orangutan, pro-mandrill, any other sort of primate, chimps. Chimps, Even though chimps kind are of scary, assholes, man. Chimps are scary. Yeah. Anti-gorilla through and through. 100%. Just, just one, remi- one more reminder. And I'm sure we already put that out there, but pro-chimp, pro-monkey, pro pro-orangutan. Ah, God, bears are awesome. All right. Let's 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 wrap the show up with our power rankings. And Tim thought of a great one, so I want I think Tim should explain it all right, before well, we get into all it. All bears know, and we all knew. Uh, we were w- winning that game, and we're like, man, feel good about this, but there's something about the Lions. I mean, heck, you, 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 you're living in Chicago. You want to go to games? Schedule the Lions games because we know, and the Lions have been such good friends to us because 
for the most part, they're that one game we can circle a season, two games we can circle a season, and feel a lot better about ourselves. So I asked, what is something in your life that you wish that you had a Lions game for or that you had the Lions for? So it's, you know, something that you've been down on your luck about and it's just like, oh, I can circle this one and I'm back. I'm back, baby. We're good. So I'll start us off here. I have um, a Lions hangover. I'm getting 30 years old. It's sometimes it's a little it's a little rough. It's a little rough sometimes and and hangovers, but especially in those times where you're supposed to be hungover. But man, it's nice. One of those days when you wake up and you go, I'm not hungover at all. You have that little bit of confidence that you can go out drinking that next day. <laughs> the lion's hangover. You're feeling, you feel you wake up, feel you should feel like shit because you had X amount of drinks, but you feel great. And you, and you wake hangover. up and you, and you wake up and you're like, maybe like maybe it'll kick in in like ten minutes or so and it never comes. Lions feel, hangover. Lions hangover. All right, I, I go. I'll go next. I got I got one. I think that kind of uh, personifies, which would be great to have a lion's blank. And I'm going to say uh, a commute to work, a lion's commute to work. You know, one of those days where, like, you, you, you just hit every green light. There's no traffic. Ugh. I mean, I go by, when I drive to work, I drive through a uh, street where there is a crossing for a local high school. And if I don't get that, I'm stuck for at least two, three, four minutes, you know, waiting in line. But <laughs> uh, let's say that maybe it's – maybe. Uh, I beat that, hit all the green lights. I have time to stop, get a coffee, you know, not really just rush in, grab a gas station coffee. I can go and get a nice Starbucks or a local coffee joint coffee, and not have to worry about being late. A lion's commute to work. It's nice to have. Lion's commute. That's a good one. That's, those are good ones. I'm going to go with a lion's getting out of doing yard work when I'm hungover. That's the worst. That's something my mom always used to punish me in high school and college when I was drunk and hungover, making me do yard work the next day, like on a Saturday or Sunday. And you just thought to yourself, man, it's like 95 degrees out here. I'm pulling weeds. How do I get out of this one? So. Lions get out of getting out of yard work while hungover. Wow. You know the best yeah, way? It's a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> Flows off the tongue. I like a good sentence with mine. All right. Um, you'll, you'll, have, you'll have anything that has an acronym of at least six letters. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go with the Lions email slash text. I'll, I'll throw oh the slash text for, uh, for I'll, I'll throw the slash text there for people that don't have this at work. But I have people at work that are constantly needy, constantly needy, and they're like above you. So eventually, if they play the game of chicken and don't do the work, eventually you're going to have to do it. Like, you're going to have to do this. Or, like, even if it's, like, pushing on them, like, ooh, actually, it's not supposed to be me. It's not my responsibility. You know, like, the, that dance that happens at work. Well, one of those days, you you got it in the documentation. You got you got it, like, saying, actually, this is your job to do this. I call it the lion's email because you win that one. You win that one against the, your director or something like that. You win that one where, yep, you got to do it. I don't got to do it. Let's go, lion's email. Love it. Love it. Put put someone in their place at least one time. Make them do their damn job. Yeah. All right. So my number two is a lion's good night's sleep. I'm just Ooh. wanting, you know, a night a, a night's sleep where you're getting your eight, eight nine hours uninterrupted. Now, I know I, I'm a little different from you guys just because, you know, I have a, a kid. So it's 
it's been much better than uh, previous previous months. But you know, we're like either a you plan on going to bed on a certain time and you follow through on it. You're not staying up. You fall asleep and you stay asleep for the full eight nine hours and you wake up feeling well rested. So lions, good night's sleep. I'm gonna have to put that on my list at number two. Heck yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, lions cleaning dishes. Just, just hate cleaning dishes. I mean, so I'm what, about to what are, they, are, they, <laughs> are they? Are they getting done in this scenario? Or no, they're they getting just, done. They're getting they just done. Using my, favorite plates, lions. My 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 dishwasher sucks. Like it's super small, so it's always a pain in the ass. And uh, like, there's a few times where I have to do it. Like, I don't have like an overabundance of plates. Like my my sink is clean. My dishes are clean right now. I just hate fucking doing them. And like my kitchen is clean right now. But I wish I just, you know, had that like, oh man, I'm good to go. I also think this 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 question's just fucking dumb to be honest with you. But <laughs> I I get tell <laughs> I have not put thought in it because when I read your text this morning, I was like, "Where the what the fuck does this even mean?" Like, uh, but lions, so I, uh, I will, I will soldier on, my friends. Lions, you, uh, you don't stub your toe on a coffee table. Fuck it. Ah, Damn, good lions. Uh, all right, I will go with my last lions. It's the lion shot. Uh, maybe you're having a bad round of 18. You're you're, sh- you're shit off the tee. You, you you don't feel good. Maybe you can't sink that final cup in beer pong or any cup you can't get any cup going you know you're playing pickup basketball with your buds you can't drain anything you're missing layups you, anything you, but the lion shot happens so that one shot where everyone goes damn dude nice nice shot what was that what was that your your three wood hey lion shot damn dude that was like from 40 feet out how'd you hit that you you could be dog shit for the rest of the day but everyone's gonna remember that one shot the lion shot. Game winner in beer pong. Oh, that's a left and left lion shot right there. Lion shot. <laughs> lion shot, baby. Well, my number one, and this can kind of go one of two ways. It's lion house projects. And that could be either A, you have a house project that you got going on or, you know, on your honey to-do list. And it takes the exact amount of time or less than you thought. Oh, that's overrated. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that's or, underrated. That's right a good there. one. That's or good one. it could be that you just have no house projects to do. Either or, you have something planned, and maybe something comes up, and it gets scooted to the side, or you don't have to worry about it for uh, for a while. So, and Lions, Lions you house probably project. like you, you don't have that feeling in the back of your mind like you should be doing something. Yeah, it's like it's you know it's not the biggest deal. Like you know that's it's not doesn't need to be done right now. Life will go on. So Lions House Project is my number one. Well, that's a great feeling. It gets done on time or you have everything for it. You don't have to go out to the hardware store or go buy something. It could go many different ways, but Lion House Project. I like it. And I am clamoring to see what Jackson has. Yes, absolutely. After Lions. I mean, dishes. it kind of goes into like uh, competitive sports, I guess. But like the Lions intramural team. You know, let's say you're an average intermediate team and you face that team. You see them and you're like, oh, man, we're going to whoop the fuck out of these guys. And like this week we we won our kickball game or last week we won our kickball team. And I saw the team and I looked at them like we're going to win this game. And we did. And it was just like, you know, the other team was a bunch of goobers. 
Especially yeah. after you guys are getting supposedly clocked that your first oh, game. Oh, man, that was bad. And then I found out that that team has been playing together for six years, and it's just like, oh, boy. Well, like, I, I, I could play tag-up rules. Those are the, the, and the, the Lions intramurals team is, like, the team that you really shake your hands with because you're just like, man, like, hey, every one of our teammates wasn't thinking about going for drinks after this, but now we're all going for drinks. Thank you. I mean, it was, like, depressing <laughs> the, the drinks, morale and then it's, like, cele- like celebrating drinks. Um. But, yeah, we got a kickball game on uh, Thursday, so hopefully we place another Lions team. And now, before you know it, we're 2-1. and one. Or maybe you're playing uh, uh, maybe Jaguars. You're the team. Team. Maybe you're yeah, the maybe Lions team. Yeah, maybe you. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if, we're, if we are the Lions team, I won't, then we play the, the Jaguars on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> like, where was, their, where was their coach after the game? Um, he was... You know, he was at one of the bars dancing with some 22-year-old Georgetown girl. Um, but, I mean, I remember there were times in, like, when we played flag football in college, when, like, we had, like, a tough loss against, like, a frat team, you know, and then the next week you see these guys and are like, oh, we're going to smoke these guys by, like, six touchdowns. <laughs> and it's going to give us a good reason to get fucking drunk on a Thursday night. God, yeah, that reminds me of the stepdads and the steel, the the Pittsburgh feelers and all Pikes. those. Pikes were just Pikes. Had some decent ones in that league. Shout out to the fire breathing squirrels, champions, forever immortalized. Heck yeah, baby! All right, well that wraps up this episode of the Team Bear Sports Podcast. You can find our podcast on any podcast hosting site, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you feel the. Watch it. Listen to it. Tim Jackson. I got it. I I actually do have some dishes to clean after this. I hope that they did themselves. (laughs) I don't I hope that lions dishes. Jared golf is like in your kitchen right now. He's like, Tim, don't worry. I got this for you. That'd be sweet. And I'll leave us off by saying, uh, hopefully none of you have to do yard work while you're hungover this weekend. Well, I live in an apartment, so it's okay. Well, that was a that was even a worthless one, anyway. <laughs> no, because I know every time I go home, my mom would always make me do yard work. So, and with that, team bear out. Bear down, baby. Bear down. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!